We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. <laughs> it's for the Culture Friday. So our original plan was to have uh, former Notre Dame, Hooper, Demetrius Jackson on today. I told you I was going to have somebody on to give you buckets left. Demetrius Jackson, he has a camp coming up in South Bend, and we want to help him promote that. Unfortunately, he had a couple of meetings that popped up, so we're going to get him to join us early next week. Early next week. All right? Early next week, he's going to jump on with us, talk about Michael Shrewsbury, you know, the basketball program, and uh, if he remembers crossing Malik over back in the day. Yeah, exactly. I already heard one interesting story, so. Yeah. Oh, look, I can tell you, Jaden, uh, Jaden Ivey crossed me up one time. Oh, when he was a shorty, shorty? When he was back in, was it high school, eighth grade, one of them years? I knew he was going to the league. Uh, I mean, he just had it, man. You know how some guys just have it. No matter what age they are, they just made, they just a tough bucket every time he was one of those kids. Yeah, yeah. So, Lucky Nothing Podcast, man. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. It's for the Culture Friday, man. So, if you have anything culturally that you want to talk about, put it in the chat. Chat is live each and every day. We'll get to it. I have a new R&B. A new R&B artist that I'm vibing with. Mm. So I'm going to talk about him a little bit later in the show. Okay. Oh, it's a dude? Yeah, it's a dude. It's a dude. Young dude, too. And, you know, I like him because of his versatility, bro. He, he's, he's totally different than Jacques and that whole vibe. I like the young man. He's out of the ATL. We'll talk about him in a minute. And honestly, I'm kind of late, according to my daughter. Mm. You know, my, my daughter's like, Dad, come on. Mm. He's, been, he's been out. But I'm going to put a spotlight on the young man today. Notre Dame coach is back on the road today, back in Chicago. Al Washington up here putting in work. We'll talk about that. He's not the only coach in Chicago, Chancey Stucky, Jared Parker, or Gerard. 
as Malik calls him. We'll talk about that from a recruiting standpoint. Isaiah Canyon, we didn't get a chance to look at his film yesterday. We'll give Left the opportunity to look at his film, the newest commit in the 24th class out of Warner Robins, Georgia, wide receiver. Uh, home of Chancey Stuckey down there, Warner Robins, Georgia. So Coach Stuckey went home and uh, yeah, and let me say this, yo. I'll get to the Justice Scott because there's a lot of overreaction happening, man, concerning the University of Miami and Justice Scott. Me and Justice Scott were testing back and forth during the Golden State Sacramento game the other night. That's right. Right. Because we got those connections. And we're actually talking about the game. <laughs> I'll just say this, man, but. Anybody that, man, I, people feel like they get a vibe from, from a conversation, that's fine, right? He loved Miami. He loved the weather. They do. You're from Chicago. Anytime you go to Miami or L.A., you love the weather. I mean, when he talked to me about his USC visit, I was like, yo, this dude is talking like he about to, he's, <laughs> he's about to commit USC. That's but, right. I mean, that's, that's what a visit is. You know, you come off a visit, great weather. He was talking about the architecture of the buildings out at USC and how he loved it and the campus. And, you know, look, he wanted to visit. He told me he enjoyed himself, but nothing's imminent. He's going to get to June. He's going to make his official visits and he's going to make his decision. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And I think um, for a kid to be so close to Chicago, we should feel good that his commitment to us is something he takes serious, and it's also something that is good to see that he can still make decisions and visit other places but still have Notre Dame in his heart. Yeah, so he definitely had a good time in Miami. And Miami's definitely throwing NIL and all of that stuff, so it is what it is. But that NIL collective in Miami, I think it ended up losing them about two or three recruits. On signing day. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't put too much stock into the University of Miami NIL collective at this point. Don't forget Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation. You got shows like CFB All American, and then you have Rise and Drive with Ryan Roberts. YouTube, man, that thumbs up, smash it for us. Helps with the views. Subscribe. Leave your comments. We respond to all. We give you the audio edible each and every day. It's the Lucky Lucky Podcast, home of the misguided passion. You already know. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Where you want to start, Left? We can go Logan Diggs or, you know, you want to start NFL draft and talk about, you know. A lot of, a lot of good news out there. I, I don't mind where we start. I feel like we're going to have to talk about it all, and it's a lot to talk about. Well, let's save, let's save recruiting and Logan Diggs and what some people deem as – there's a lot of panic out there from Notre Dame fans with the four players that are pretty much going back to back to back, decide to jump into the transfer portal. We'll talk about that. Let's go ahead and talk about the NFL draft. I'll say this. I want to tip my cap to the NFL and evaluators and coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like they've come along. Every year. Every they, year they astonish. They, they, they shock us. Every they, year. They have come a long way. Now, you have to understand. Hey, a long way from where? Let me explain. On yesterday, a young man that from the jump bet on himself. Yeah. When he came out as a senior after winning the Heisman as a junior, and NFL teams told him, You're not a quarterback. We want to work you out as a wide receiver. And he bet on himself. And in betting on himself, he became an NFL League MVP. And once again, he bet on himself, feeling like he didn't need an agent to know his value. He didn't get the $200 million guaranteed, but he is the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, eclipsing Jalen Hurts' contract of last week. And he did it his way betting on himself and for him to get that contract on the same day that we watched three African-American quarterbacks be drafted in the first four picks of the NFL draft. And they're all different types. They're not the same quarterback. None of them are the same. They all represent a different type of quarterback. We were just five years away from the league telling Lamar Jackson he wasn't good enough to play quarterback, bro. And so as much vitriol as people gave the NFL, scouts, evaluators, and coaches for the way they mistreated that segment of quarterbacks historically, I think, you know, it's time to recognize what they've done and say, you know, kudos to you. Kudos to you for finding a way to coach the talent instead of trying to put the talent in a box of tradition. Just coach the talent. And I thought that was pretty dope. I, I thought it was dope that Lamar got his contract on the night of the draft. 
And um, yeah, that's what stood out to me. That's what stood out to me. And honestly, I have empathy. I'm, do I have empathy for Will Levis? I do. Why? First of all, because I don't want nobody sitting there by themselves, bro. Man, I don't. On. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't. Who told him he was going that high? See, his, that's a, his, his agents. His agents. Uh, he he listening to TV. Man, I don't know who he's listening to. If he was real with himself, he wouldn't have showed up. That's what I don't blame him. And he was in there talking like how he was going to go this this and that all high. Come on, your film was terrible. <laughs> yeah, Jason Smith. Mel Kuiper definitely. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> you get. Go. that's what you get. There's nothing on a <laughs> metric scale or or at, at a respect level where you felt like you should have been in, in conversation with Bryce Young and CJ <laughs> Trout. And and even on Anthony Richardson level, because you don't have no traits like he does. The first round is about freak talent. I said that what? couple weeks ago about the draft it's about the freaks it's about who looks the craziest and runs the fastest and looks the nicest that's why michael mayer is not a first round pick i told people that i remember i told you when i saw the uh the combine and i'm like man that dalton kincaid that brother looks smooth that brother look like Look like Brock Bauer out there. He just he just looked like the type of NFL relax, type. Relax, relax now, relax. He looked like the NFL type of because he's fluid. It's, he looks like he's a, doing it's a, a difference. It's a difference doing it against USC and doing it in the SEC. Listen, Michael, relax Mayer, now. Michael Mayer is a great football player, but he's not a freak of nature. He got average size measurables. It was the perfect comparison. I never recognized how short his arms were left. Yeah, they gave him – he's an average, you know, football player from a – there's nothing about him makes him special. and that's Wait, wait, wait. wait. He's not an average football player. No, 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 I'm sorry. Compared to the first-round freaks. He's not a first-round freak. Michael – they made the perfect comparison to Jason Witten. They did. They did. Unathletic, in a sense. He's not he's not freaky fast. He's not freaky big like a Troy Nicholas. Was that Jimmy Johns? Isn't that Jimmy Johns mantra freaky fast? Yeah, I mean he <laughs> like what there's nothing about Mike Ware. I'm like, oh my God, that's a first, but he is a really good football player. The difference between uh Dalton Kincaid and and Michael Mayer is the fact that Dalton Kincaid gave you the uh, same amount of production that you noticed that flashed for you as Michael Mayer with the offense not being surrounded around Dalton Kincaid. If Michael Mayer wasn't surrounded and wasn't the offensive target of the season, would you really notice him any different from a Mitchell Evans? Would you? I think and and made him a, I think I think he I think look I think people forget let me remind you this dude stepped on the field as a true freshman at Notre Dame and pretty much took over the tight end room. So yeah, but I'm, we also but yes, but I but I I agree with that. But he because he's a good good football player. But there's nothing about Michael Mayer that you're like, man, his his range is elite. 
I disagree. I would say he's a great football player. He's not a great athlete. He's a good athlete. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first round is about the great athlete and the freaks. Like the dude from Pitt got drafted, the D lineman. Can yeah, Mozzie Smith from Michigan got picked up by Dallas. Hey, because they right. said he was a freak. That's it. They didn't say it was because he was making the best plays on film. And it's not a slight to Michael Mayer. He, but he knows he's not a freak. That's why Brock Bowers, if he came out this year, would have went before him. Brock Bowers is low key a freak because I don't know how he's able to get open like he does. Dude, look. <laughs> Michael Mayer, this is how crazy this might end up. Michael Mayer might go lower than Cole Komet did in the draft. 100%. Cole Komet is Cole and, Komet's kind of freaky looking. It, but in my opinion, it, Cole Komet's nowhere near no, the, the tight end that Michael Mayer is. But Michael Mayer, in my opinion, what is he going to do in the league that's going to separate himself other than fit into the system well? He's a guy that's going to give you consistency. He's a guy that's going to give you the the plays when you when you when you counting on him, but is Michael Mayer going to take over a team and beat a, a Travis Kelsey to a team? Absolutely not. No, he's not a Travis Kelsey type. We tried to make him a Travis Kelsey of our team, and I mean the production was the production, but was it impactful to where it's like, man, it's like Eifert's production. I think Eifert had a bigger impact than what Michael Mayer did for the offense at the time. 2012 Tyler Eifert, I would take that over a 20, uh, what was it, 2022 Michael Mayer? Because mm. Eifert was literally what Dalton Kincaid got drafted for. We put Eifert at the wide out. <laughs> we put him inside. We had him doing everything. So, I mean, I do think that Michael Mayer is going to get drafted. Obviously, I think he's going to be in the league for a long time, but the first round is about freaks, and Michael Mayer's not a freak. He's a great football player. And honestly, like I said, I think he is a great football player. Yeah. I think he's I'm a not good doubting that. Yeah, he's not a freak athlete. He's not. But, but he's not a freak athlete. And the first round is not taking that, because they like, we can get Michael Mayer in round two or three. And He's still going to be there. Tight end is a position. Honestly, the tight end is a position that is not really drafted that high. Unless, unless the, I'm surprised Darnell Washington didn't get chose so high. We, and we, remember we used to say this? People used to get mad at us. Remember we said this last year? We said Brock Bowers is going to be viewed higher then Michael Mayer, absolutely. Yeah, by NFL scouts, then Michael Mayer. People like, oh, Michael Mayer is much better. He's a better all-around. The NFL is not about all-around tight end Michael Mayer is going to be, for sure, a consistent tight end in the league. But Michael Mayer is not selling tickets like a Brock Bauer would. You, 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 putting, you putting some production numbers on a Brock Bauer. Eifert, I would take Eifert as a better prospect. Than Michael Mayer because Eifert was bigger. Yeah, Eifert just couldn't stay healthy. He just couldn't stay healthy. Michael he Mayer stay healthy the same as life. But but Michael Mayer is built for to stay healthy a long time because he's a stocky dude, and because he's quote unquote not as athletic as a first round tight end athlete. Michael Mayer has enough ability to stay durable. He's tough. 
Mm-hmm. And he's versatile. Is he is he a he's like a jack of all trades? Is he special at one over the other? No, he's pretty much overall an all-around tight end that you can get in the third or fourth round for real. Like to be honest. I think because of his accolades, it put him in the conversation of a first, second round tight end. But in real life football, you can get him with third or fourth round because mm-hmm. he's gonna be there. Because if you taking freaks, I'm taking Darnell Washington because he's just a freak. Yeah, he's six seven, about two sixty. Can run, catch and block, all that type of stuff. Yeah, but even though he's a freak, he still might go second, third round. And he might go second, third round. You yeah. know what I mean? I just yeah. really think that Don Kincaid looked really, really different in that combine. I told y'all about that. I'm like that man looked like he he just looked like he about to be first round. They they like that style of tight end and thinking about Utah's offense even though he wasn't the offense he made great plays in that fit so he was a great fit for what they did nobody's going to go to the NFL and throw Michael Mayer 80 80 passes a season nobody's going to do that yeah and that's what we did and it's just a fit reason teams ain't looking for Michael Mayer to be the team yeah that's just not the way the NFL works we did that but that's but that's how we got him drafted. You know what I mean? I think in talking about the previous conversation to start the show, the NFL is evolving in how they view certain positions and certain players. Five years ago, Michael Mayer is probably probably a top 15 pick. Like just, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. Just five, five years ago. Just five yeah. years ago, he's probably like a top 15 pick. But you get Travis Kelsey. You get Oh man, Dallas Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Uh, The guys that are detached, the guys that really threaten down the field. And that's one of the things that I said coming to last year. I wanted to see Michael Mayer stretch the middle of the field. That was the next step for me in his evolution. Can he threaten? He's not athletic to just open run in the middle of the field and shaking dudes like the Dalton Kincaid. Because that is the next evolution of how they view the tight end position now they don't need the tight end position the same way or you need a little leak out or you need an over route or something from in line and you getting off the line and all this that's him but if you're like oh we need to score two minutes let's spread the field put michael mayer in a in a in a stand-up position uh bounce from the line of scrimmage and let him work in space that's not what you're putting him in there for yeah it's like shit it's two tight ends we got you know, heavy set. We try to play action and sneaking behind the linebackers or crack block and come off. You know, you 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 scheming Michael Mayer. With a guy like Travis Kelty, Dalton Kincaid, it's like, what's the pass game looking like? How they they damn near a bigger receiver, which is where the league is trending, obviously. You know, and then I think he that's what I always said. Michael Mayer would look good in Dallas or the Packers. If it wasn't one of those two. I just think out of just attrition, he just wouldn't get lucky with getting in the first round if it wasn't those two teams. I don't know. People in the chat seem to think you said Michael Mayer is going to be trash in the NFL. Jason Witten wasn't trash in the NFL. But we know Michael Mayer is not a freak talent. He's a really, really, really good football player. And really, really, really good football players get drafted in the second, third, fourth round. The freaks where it's just like, man, that man, if he wanted to, one of those type of guys, if he wanted to, if he turned it on just one time, he's better than anything you could have did at your best. 
That's what the first round's about. Now, are, are they all successes? No. But they're hedging their bets on freak talent. That's why Nolan Smith got in there. He ain't played a game all year last year. Justin, uh, Jamar Chase didn't play a whole season, got drafted second pick. Because he's a freak talent. That's why the first round, that's why I'm not surprised about Will Levis. There was nothing special about Will Levis. He can't throw better than Anthony Richardson. He's not fast like Anthony Richardson. He turns the ball over like an average QB. Yo, what is uh, Shane Steichen? Is that the coach for the Colts? Yeah. So it was cool. I saw this little tidbit. Jim Ursay said Shane Steichen about three weeks ago walked in his office. To go to your point, just to go to your point, because I do think Will Levis was on the board for the Colts. And then, like, bros, that's they, Shane Stockton walked into the the he walked into the owner's office. He didn't walk to the GM's office. He walked into the owner's office and told the owner, when talking about Anthony Richardson, this dude does things that nobody else can do. And that's what the first round's about. That, that that's was, it. That's all he said to the owner. That's it. Like, yo, he does things. That no one else can do. So we basically he basically said, Look, leave it up to me to figure it out. What I'm telling you, they can't do what he can do. I'm not spending money, I'm not spending first round money on an average dude I can get later in the rounds. Will Will Levis is an average dude. I can damn near get him like where I got Ian last year in the fourth round. Because he's an average dude. He's not a program franchise. Yeah. He's an average guy yeah. with an average arm and bad decision-making like most average QBs. Yeah. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are in a different stratosphere from what they played like. And then they – Will Levis is no different than Stetson Bennett. I would take Stetson Bennett because he won games. Oh, that's, that's a left bat. But Stetson Bennett not showing up to the draft knowing that he got two championships and all types of accolades because he knows better. He's realistic. <laughs> Stetson Bennett like, look, I know I'm very well accomplished, but when it comes down to this, they choosing freaks and, and studs. I'm just a guy that is qualified. Will it's funny. Paid attention to TV too damn much. Start reading his own blogs. But never looked at his own tape and was real with himself and was yeah. like, you know what? They hyping me, but shit, like I know I ain't ready for that. And it's cool to be not ready for it. You embarrassing yourself with your fine girlfriend. Looking more mad than you when you should have been telling her, I, I came for the trip. I, I wouldn't expect I shouldn't have been expecting this. Hey, look, left. I said this. There's a reason. The same organizations are always in position to pick really great players. It's a reason why Howie Roseman was in position to get Jalen Carter. It's a reason, right? Why? Because the Lions take Jack Campbell and Jameer Gibbs in the first round. Dumb organizations do stuff like that so Jalen Carter can be available for the Eagles 
with the ninth pick. That's the NFL. You have 20 dumb organizations and the same 10 smart organizations, and the 20 make dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision. We're just telling you this is how they come to the conclusion of their dumb decisions. They look for athletic freaks. That's just that's what they look for. Michael Mayer does not fit that. Therefore, he slipped. Now, we're just talking about pure football players. Michael Mayer is one of the top 30 football players in the NFL draft. And that's what secures him into a second, third, fourth round pick. He's the, first of all, he's a second round pick. He's not going in the third round. I'm just saying, that's where good football players exist. But when you talk about giving somebody 20 million, 30 million, yeah. I'm looking for something I can't just find on tape and say that's good. Anthony Richardson makes sense if I'm just trying to create a splash. I sucked last year, but at least I know I got a quarterback that's got that can that can mess around and do something that your quarterback can't. And I can work with that. Will Levis going to the coach, he might as well have another 10 years of misery. It's like no different than drafting, <coughs> drafting a guy from his school, Tim Couch. Except at least Tim Couch had accolades. This dude's trash, trash, trash. So I only watched the rest of the first round to see if he didn't go, and I'm glad he didn't. And it just made the integrity of the NFL draft more important that they don't listen to these fake journalists that boast guys that they want to go off of an image and the football stays intact and it's about freak talent. Football film don't even really matter when it comes to the first round. First round is about, man, we did our due diligence and found the freakiest player ever, a.k.a. the Illinois pick. I thought he was a freak. Man, they, man ESPN showed the right highlights. <laughs> Them couple highlights I seen, I said, oh, yeah, I would have picked him first, too. What the heck? Man, what? Those highlights were so different. Then a Christian Gonzalez and all that. I said, oh, yeah, this is that's why they picked him. Yeah, he's a dog. Because you're not going to make sense of picking him over Christian Gonzalez if you if you went by the media standard and, and all the basic standards. They said, man, look at look at these couple plays, and I and I can't get over that. Yeah. Forget everything else. <laughs> Them couple plays right there meant more than anything to polish. Christian Gonzalez could have did. I don't care about that smooth back pedal. I don't care about how you elevated just none of that. But you I can't. like the spot. I like the spot Gonzalez went to though. Oh, absolutely. Him going to with him going to out Raven. there to New England. Oh no, no, New England. Oh, perfect. He went to New England. That's perfect. Yeah. But but yes, like Witherspoon is the prime example of why I love that the NFL is still banking on recruiting the freakiest talent in the first round. Am I saying Anthony Richards is going to be a beast? I don't know. I think it'll be hard for him, of course. But Well, you, you know, if he could have, let, I'll just say this. What happened for Jalen Hurts when he left Alabama is that he got a year with Lincoln Riley. Right.
I don't think the Florida staff was the best situation for Anthony Richardson. But if he could have gotten somebody like a Lincoln Riley for one year and then gone to the NFL, but Anthony Richardson needs somebody that's going to want him to be successful. As but he's not, he's not playing. Shane Steichen, his dude, Shane Steichen went to the owner like, "Hey, I know y'all might be leaning this way, but I can do some things with him." That's that, yeah, that's why they picked him first because you can close your eyes and be like, in a vacuum, he just got more talent. So I can mess around and put some good stuff around him, and his talent will flourish. Will it's like I, I know what I'm getting. That's not worth thirty million dollars. He gonna be here, hanging around. You know, what I'm you know he gonna be on. The Anthony road. Richardson is like uh, right now. He looks like Sanaa Lathan at the basketball game, you know, holding on to Spalding, watching Omar Epps play. Or 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 how she looked like in Out of Time with Denzel. Woo. No, no, no. Let me let me finish. Because right now, you know, you remember when Shawnee Wat Shawnee Watkins, Shawnee Easton, which is played by D Way's wife. Shawnee Easton was like, yo, can you give this letter? To, to Omar Epps. She's in there like with her legs, like she bowling, you know, knock me, jeans, hair looks terrible. You know what I'm saying? That's Anthony Anthony Richardson to a lot of people right now. Right? It'll be all right. But that dude can end up, remember when Sanaa showed up at the prom in that white dress? And that cat Omar Epps was like, Yo, hey, Shane Steichen might might be able to dress him up. Might I think Anthony Richardson obviously has a lot of work to be done, but I'm just saying based on a on a freak level, you you it's like some stuff you can't pass up. Like back in the day when uh, uh who did the Browns select that corner because he ran like a four two, he was trash. Yeah. At corner, uh Justin Gilbert or something like that. He was trash. Yeah. Justin Justin Ross was trash to an mm. extent that went to the Bengals. But he ran a four two at the combine. They like, damn, you gotta be first round. <laughs> like you gotta be. Shout out Ben Morrison. His draft stock just shot up after locking up Zay Flowers and Zay Flowers going as the first receiver. So you know Ben Morrison got they're gonna be playing his tape against Zay Flowers in the future, but you know, like, dang, like, I'm just, I'm not saying that Will Levis isn't draft worthy. I'm just saying Will Levis, in comparison to Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud as a first rounder, has been disrespectful. This should have never been a conversation. Uh -huh. Glad that the NFL made it right by not falling into these weak ass narratives by these journalists. By making it a comparison, both of those guys deserve to be number one and two, and Will Levis deserves to be where he's at. They basically the same thing they did for Will Levis is the same thing these journalists did for Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> and that's crazy because they had Deshaun and Patrick that they in the were NFL and the NFL said, "Nope, not this year. You're not gonna get us this year." God darn Ryan Pace. 
But, you know, I think Anthony Richardson helped himself because of the combine. He put them freaky numbers up. They were like, man, we can't even pass up on this. I don't think that translates to success in the league. But, man, when you got freaky measurables like that, you're going to mess around and make plays just because you just going to instinctually make them. And they and teams can bank on that. But when you get a guy like Zach Wilson, you can't bank on him if things go bad. He's just going to make it right because he's better than everybody. He don't man, have that. Something's wrong with that kid. Like, did you see the footage of them, like, throwing the ball, him and Aaron Rodgers, and this dude was, like, had a scowl on his face? Like, he was disgusted that Aaron Rodgers was there. Like, it's no different than Will Levis. Will Levis was telling you he felt like he was going to be the number one pick. No, nah, that did something like that. Uh, they talked about that. Uh, some people said he came across very arrogant in meetings with teams. Yeah, it's I don't know how much I buy into that because people can, they can put stuff. Hey. Look at Josh Rosen. Entitled. Look at Zach Wilson. Entitled. What? Zach, nobody talked about Zach Wilson until the media started talking about him during the draft period. He was just an average dude. And it happens every time. When average dudes get put in the spotlight and hyped up because of football's the great equalizer, it's cool. You can get the hype, but you have to meet your maker. Zach couldn't do it. So the NFL was like, listen, all right, y'all can do it if y'all want to. Y'all can listen to Mel Kuypers if you want to, but you better do your research. And, and, and you know, it's better to fail with a freak than fail with an average guy that plays good because the NFL is about freaks. I thought and, you were about to go a totally different direction right there. When you oh, said it's better to fail with a freak, I'm like, oh, where's left going with this? <laughs> where's my boy going on a Friday afternoon? There's no trade value. Even Okay, think about, Zach, think about the Jets and Zach Wilson. What's the trade value in Zach Wilson? He's not a freak. He ain't got no measurables that, that no, you no, need. No, no, no. If Zach Wilson had common sense, Zach Wilson would say, no, I said common sense left. If he had common sense. Common sense ain't common. Zach Wilson would say whether or not it's the Jets or somebody else, I'm taking these next two years to glean everything I can from Aaron Rodgers and become the best quarterback I can be. Yeah, if he was smart. If he was smart. But he's entitled because Mel Kuyper boosted him, his pro day when he made that little runaround throw, that he was going to be Joe Namath Jr. But he's, he's not being honest with himself. Like, Will Levis is not being honest with himself. Look at your own film and be like, listen, I'm not ready. And I'm okay with a fourth, fifth round spot and working my way. Look at Tessin Big. We haven't heard nothing from him after his DUI because he accepted his fate. He said, listen, I'm just a backup. No. I'm Georgia." Quarterback, let me just get my money and retire back in Athens, and I can live like a king. I'm not about to press and act like I'm about to be a king boombata up in the NFL. No, I, I, I got my glory in college. Yo, let me tell you how disrespectful Lewis Riddick was last night. <laughs> Lewis Riddick was like, You got to ask some questions about the film from last year. You got to explain, you got to explain to me how you weren't able to beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. I said, Lewis, you so petty, bro. Straight up. I said, yeah, that's a dog. You couldn't couldn't beat out Sean Clifford, bro. 
but you the number one. That's like, never, remember? And, 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 and Bryce Young, come on, this is like a joke. It's a joke. Who was it? Remember the uh, who was the uh, the brother that started for two years at North Carolina? I was like, man, Mr. Biscuit couldn't even beat him out. Oh, uh, Marquise Williams. Marquise Williams. <laughs> you couldn't even beat Marquise Williams out, but now this dude is the number one overall quarterback. It's, it's, it's like you can't lie on the football field. That's the best part. You can't lie on the football field. Because the technically, Will Levis got to go out there and throw some touchdowns. And me and you both know, no. So we good. think, of course, Philly was a big-time winner. Detroit, big-time losers with their two first-round picks. You think it was a, a losers? Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell? Jack Campbell, yeah, hell yeah. But Matt Campbell, that's the Iowa linebacker, right? Yeah. That mug is 6'4", 230-something? Left. You could have had him. You could have had him later. I know that, but he's a free. You could have had, had him in the second round. And you bro. ain't finding no 6'4", 250. And you know he's – so you know – I mean, that's like, woo, that's like Wolf Hunter times too. Man, the big kids went – because you got to think, they got Alex Anzalone that was supposed to be Notre Dame. He's mostly my class. They got him over there. This is a this is a, a, a Anzalone times two. Look at Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's probably look at his chops. Oh, we gotta get that. We gotta get that brother to Iowa. He looks like me. Right, yeah. right, he right. Really like he probably was looking at his chops like, ooh we man, I need that brother to Iowa. So, like, I so, thought that was good for Detroit. I thought that was a pick that made sense. Nah. Shout out to Houston. Man, you go get it. Go get the best one. Go, go get it. Houston was like, you know what? We're going to get the top two dudes left after Bryce Young. That's it. We're going to set ourselves up for the for the safest, smartest picks. You can't do that. Okay. That kind of Miko was like, man, I got dinner reservations in like an hour. I ain't got time to be here all night. Man, we ain't picking long. No. We know our two pigs we trade them getting them. That's it. That's it. So, yo, what they did, masterful, man. They gave up a lot, though. They did give up a first and a third, I believe. I would bank on Will Anderson. I mean, all them damn accolades at Alabama, I would bank on that. And then so, you got a quarterback that can make it happen too. Shoot. Yeah. Not bad, man. Not bad. You think this CJ day one? Yes. Day one. <laughs> if I'm D'Amico Ryan, yes. Because we crashing out together. I'm not about to start slow and go with Davis. But I don't know Davis. Right. Right. Davis Mills. Okay. Man, give me my first round QB. We're gonna figure it out together. Yeah, let me tell you something. Let me warn because I know we have a lot of Chicago Bears fans in here. Usually, that Jordison Addison pick to the Vikings, putting him putting him next to that stud they already have. Kirk Cousins, you know he he good old fashioned Kirk man. I like Kirk Cousins. That's that's a sneaky pick. The New York Jets, I don't know what they were doing, bro. They, they got a pass rusher, but the defensive line wasn't a problem. Uh, shout out to the, the Steelers really stole their pick. That's what happened. The Steelers the jumped the front. They took the tackle. 
ruined their plans for protecting Aaron Rodgers. Now they have to go back and hopefully get an offensive lineman. And today in the second round. Yo, can we talk about the Seahawks, bro? Man, they smart. They got your boy Devin Witherspoon that you already spoke highly of. And they came back and got Jackson Smith and Jigba, bro. To put yeah. with Lockett. Hey, they said, Gino, you work so hard, bro. We believe in you. We're going to support you, bro. Hey, man. That's, that's, is there a better wide receiver core? I'm going to be straight up. Lockett, DK Metcalf, Maybe. Since he, that's it? Since Miami, Minnesota. Well, they lost Thielen. They got Addison. They got Addison. <laughs> and they got a uh, they got some guys. You got Miami. The Eagles. Miami's on the Miami Eagles. Baltimore's. You got Odell and uh Odell and Zay. Flowers. That's that's not bad. They might get DeAndre Hopkins too. Hmm. It's questionable whether or not it's a top five wide receiver core. It's questionable. It's debatable. Oh, what do you think about the Quentin Johnson going out there with Mike Williams and uh? uh well, you don't like Herbert, so I wasn't really high on uh Quentin Johnson. To be honest, like them Big Twelve quarterback. I mean receivers. What's the between him and uh Kelvin Johnson? When's the last time a dude with long dreads was successful at receiver? That was tall. Man, what are you talking about right now? I know it's for the culture Friday, but what are you talking the last about? Right long dreaded receiver that was good was Joshua Cribs. No. D Hop. Josh, oh, okay. That's okay. That's still what 10, 10 12 years ago. Let me think, because it has to be. No, Mike Williams. No, no, Mike Williams. Mike, Mike Williams, Williams has the bridge. Short dreads. He had like uh, T. Higgins dreads. Quentin Johnson has dreads all the way down his back. Like, nobody is – he's a Jennifer Reed dreads. Anybody like that at receiver, I'm not trusting. Dude, what are, you, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> you see, you talked about Larry Fitz. Larry Fitz played in the league 20 years ago. <laughs> The last good one was DeAndre Hopkins, and DeAndre Hopkins didn't go in the league with long dreads. So any long dread receiver that's tall is trash. I'm not a fan of Quinn Johnson. I don't think he's going to be good. That's a It's a hot take, but it's a true take because you can't find me one in the last five, ten years with long dreads that's been nice. You can't find one. Well, Chicago Bears fans will feel your angst because they took Kevin White. Exactly. At the top. <laughs> trash. Out of the where? The Big 12. Trash. Well, he was out of the Big 12. You're right. <laughs> Ain't been one with long dress successful since. That's the truth. You're about to get us canceled right now, bro. The truth. With, with the hair appropriation. 
unless San Diego was thinking that Quentin Johnson was going to be Mike Williams. That's the only reason why, because Mike Williams always getting hurt. Unless they thought it was that. Other than that, no long, dread, tall receiver from the Big 12 has ever been successful. <laughs> that's the truth. So I knew from the maker that's going to be a bust. Oh, he didn't even go to the red carpet for the NFL first round because he didn't think he was getting picked. You know what he was funny? Knew. He even knew. I watched Miles Murphy and Brian Brzee go in the first round, and I kept saying, play that Notre Dame tape, though. Straight up. Like, no, 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 no. I'm, play that, a, play that. I'm a fan of Brian Brzee, though. I'm a big fan of him. I oh, especially him. after everything he's been through? I'm a big fan of Brian Brzee, man. I know yeah. it. I've been in his house. You know, they showed him at his house with his family. I've been there. Okay. I was in his kitchen. I know I know exactly where he's at. So I'm a big fan. I can't lie. That's cool. But I still say show that show that Notre Dame tape though. Yeah, straight up. They can't. <laughs> okay. That's the tape was like, nah. And technically, Notre Dame is the is the house of talent. All the big programs in the country coming to us for their talent and their needs and their services. You talking Alabama, about you talking about the transfer portal? Yeah, Alec, Alabama came to us for 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 a quarterback that we can't develop over here. Oh, okay. Wait a minute, Alabama came to us for an OC, but we bottom hundred in the top scoring offense. Us? Yo, I did not expect two Iowa players to go in the first round last night. I did. That was a shock. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. And, 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 and you you telling me you telling me that we that, that Logan Diggs will go to LSU. Oh, you know what? You know what? Let's go ahead and talk about it. Hey, we come back. That's the draft. Those are our thoughts first round. Michael Mayer will go early tonight. He'll go early like the second round. Maybe. Somebody will take him. Michael Mayer's not going to the third round left. He's not. It's about need, though. Left. It's about need. He's not going in the third round. You want hey, you want a better wing stop? We can bet a wing stop dinner right now. I should have been one wing stop off of Will Levis like yesterday. So that's you. We can bet a wing stop dinner right now. Put up a wing stop credit. Wing, Wing stop dinner right now. That if Michael Mayer goes beyond the second round, I will order your wings Damn, out the tonight. Whole round? Damn, the whole round? You talking about third, fourth round? That's what you said? I said that he wasn't a first-round freak talent. His accolades is going to obviously put him, okay, give me give me, give me, me a, a mid-round, end-of-round, you, you know. I said he's going early in the second. I already that said first, that. Was that first five picks in the second round? For early, it's like top ten. So he's going, he's going top ten in the second round. That is my prediction for Wingstop. See now you get slick. <laughs> now you get slick. You the, no, you're the, no, 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 no. You're the same person. Everybody in the chat can concur with this. You were like second, third, fourth round. That's I'm, what I'm you scared. were saying. Second, third, fourth round is where great into good football players exist. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can get you a really good football player from the second to the fourth round. That's where the good football players exist. But the freaks, that's first round only. 
Dude, you said third or fourth. That's what you I, said I, I, earlier. Good to great football players exist between the, the second and fourth round. Absolutely. Michael Mayer is a good football mm -hmm. player. He's not a first-round player, but he's a second, possibly third round. See that? That's it. That's it. Possibly third. I'll take it a second. You take the third. If he goes to the third, you get wing stop. If he goes to the second, I get wing stop. I'm saying, obviously, honestly, I think he's getting the late second, possibly third. So, where, okay. What's late second? Of me. What's late second? You and said, what pick? So obviously, it'll be 11 and on, right? No, that's early. You got early, mid, and What's late. Early? You said late. What's you early? said late. Late would be the bottom 10. Late would be the bottom 10, which well, would be picks 20, from 22 50, to 22 to the, to the three. Picks 50 through 62. Which will be okay. Picks 50 through 50, 60. No, no, no. Oh. That would be 53 through 62. The bottom 53, 10. 53 to 62. Okay, that's fair. I'll take that. You'll take that? That's that's bottom of the second. And I'll take top of the second. And there we go for wings. Okay, there we go. That's fair. I think that Michael Mayer would fit great on the Packers, on Dallas, and they have second. They have late second round picks. You got to think it's about need. Michael Mayer may fall because of need. I'm not obviously he's going to get picked second because he's been on TV hell a lot. Like Will Levis been on TV hell a lot. They just waiting. They can't wait for him to get picked up. Hey, so man. Somebody's going to feel pressured to pick him up. The honey hots. Honey <laughs> hots, dog. The Louisiana love with fry seasoning. Remember the honey, that. The honey hots, dog. I'm just letting you know. Okay? I'll send you my address. You go ahead. Send the okay, door dash. We good. I'll send my address. Lay it up, podcast. For the Culture Friday. Wrapping up NFL Draft Talk. Michael Mayer, disappointing, not being taken in the first round. We come back. We'll get to recruiting. And, uh, oh, boy, a lot of transfers. It's right here. Audio Edibles, Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.